Boom. We are back with the 127th edition of the Quarantine Cast. I am joined by Tristan Vines. He's uh, he's had a crazy 2020, uh, like a lot of us. Um, but he just he was just getting into his uh, MMA debut uh, as a professional and had a very successful 2020. And he's got a big fight coming up here in a couple of weeks. So without further ado, I'm going to bring him on. Hey, man, how's it going? Good. How about you? Um, uh, glad to be on your show. Thank you. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time, man. I, I really appreciate it. I know right now you're in the swing of things, uh, so I, I know it's busy. So I appreciate you taking the time. So how was uh, how was the 2020 for you, man? Uh, I mean, it's crazy for everybody, but how was it for you? It was it was more of a roller coaster than anything. I mean, uh, when we first started off, um, my first fight in 2020 was I think around January, and mm -hmm. then. Um, we were getting ready for a fight in March and then the Corona somewhat hit and whatnot. And um, we had to cancel that. And then they started canceling. Then they started like closing down gyms and whatnot. And we were on the verge of like almost losing the gym. And then when we re reopened back up, um, uh, we just, we came back full force. Our um, clients and whatnot came back full force, and then the fights came back up and whatnot. And I was blessed. I was so blessed that time, around that time. And um, that's when I finally got the fight um on August against a very tough guy, uh, Brian McDowell. And um, I'm just blessed to just have that opportunity back in my life again. And then after that fight, um, the corona hit me personally. I mean, I didn't really have nothing wrong with me as soon as I, I had it. I had a fight scheduled around, um, I think, November, uh, I think. And um, it it didn't happen because they said I tested positive. But um, I didn't really feel anything. I was asymptomatic and I felt fine. And, it, with, and even with that, they even um, – it, it kind of broke me down a little bit because I, I, this is all I do. I mean, this is the one thing that I, I come to, you know – um, I wake up in the morning. I just want to do on just over and over again, just to compete, just to train, just fight, and to have it not happen. It just kind of broke me down a little bit. But hey, I uh, gathered myself back up. I uh, um, got back at back got back. Can't even talk. Got back on the horse, and I just kept working. And now I'm gonna fight again. And I'm kind of blessed to be back in that you know that position to fight again. Yeah, man, it's good to see that uh, it it was good for you. I mean, obviously, a lot of COVID uh, COVID victims have have it have it bad, so I'm glad it didn't hit you too hard, and I'm glad overall 2020 has been good. I wanna I wanna talk about one point there. I mean, a lot of the guys I speak to are at Extreme Couture or one of these bigger gyms. As someone who's at a local gym, man, uh, how how did it hit you guys on a on I guess a, maybe a financial note? Were you worried that maybe you know what you're gonna have to relocate? Is that something that you consider? I did not consider it at all because I had faith in my cage fit family. Uh, I had complete faith in the people that came and I had complete faith in the people that I trained with. I knew that we would come back, but how we came back full force was just a miracle. And I loved every bit of I, I just I adored that. I loved every bit of that because that just showed that we have a strong community in Auburn, Alabama. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really do think that that's one of the, the biggest things about smaller gyms like the or yeah with smaller gyms they, they tend to be more of a community and like a family type feel so it's really good to see that your uh that your gym got back together and i know a lot of gyms weren't as fortunate so it's definitely good to see um i want to talk about your mentality going into uh 2020 i mean you were one and oh and then early in 2020 you got that second win 
how did it feel when you heard like all this stuff is shutting down? I mean, you're, you're young in your career. Um, you had an extensive amateur career and now it's like, now that I'm ready to go pro, now that I'm ready to knock off these wins, I get hit by this. So how did you stay positive throughout that? I just kept training. I mean, me, like I'm a, I'm a fitness and health nut. Um, when I first heard about like my gyms closing down and whatnot, it just, it kind of like startled me a whole lot, but not too much to the point that I didn't stop training. So me, I just went out to the track field. I went out to different places to train outside just to keep myself in shape. And it's just me. I see it as a lifestyle. I mean, I see martial arts, I see fitness and I see everything as a lifestyle. If, if I do it halfway, I'm not really doing it at all. I do it 100% as much as possible. So um, I just stayed training, doing different things with my training, doing different th things outside with my training. And, and that just kept me positive through the whole entire process of me, well, me going back to the gym when everything opened back up. So you're 3-0 and now as a professional, and all three of those came by way of finish. What's the key? How do you finish these guys? I mean, usually when you're making your debut and you're early on in your career, you're a little hesitant, you're gun shy because you don't want to get that early loss. What's the key to getting these wins via submission or via finish? Experience, trial and tribulations. I mean, there's a reason why I had an extensive amateur career. There's a whole reason why behind that. One thing that my coach Shane Mills told me is that um, experience beats everything. He told me that patience, pace, and execution, um, visualize, adapt, and overcome. It beats just overall just the brawlers and the bruisers and the guys that do it a short time period of time, even the long, the guys that do it a long period of time. And that just depends on like with those amateur, with that amateur career, how are you testing yourself? And that's just been my key the whole entire, like my whole entire career is just my amateur career. Um, it, due to my amateur career, I've been against a lot of experienced guys, a lot of um, athletic guys, guys that we can just get our hands on. Quite honestly, my coach wanted me to fight somebody that can really knock my head off. Whereas when I do turn pro, it's kind of like it's an everyday thing. Like I'm not really worried about too much of what he can do because I've seen it already. And if I haven't seen it, well, I mean, I'm seeing it now and I'm not going to get nervous about it because I've been in this before. I've been in this position before, whereas I feel like that um, whatever you throw at me, I'm not really surprised. I'm just going to adjust. I'm just going to adapt and I'm just going to overcome that. That's just my key to it. I mean, it just trial and tribulations and experience over time by just competing. Yeah, I love that. I hear so many stories about guys who jump to professional way too soon and they have two or three losses early on and it beats them more like mentally right even though you may be a world beater if you start your career zero and three or one and four you know you're like oh i'm not going to make it and you just stop so, so i wonder if so many guys are, are quitting early because of that so it is really good to see that you did take the the the, the long road i guess and, and get that extensive amateur career yeah i mean i started around like started training around 17 and i started fighting at 18 and um even I had that mentality at one point about going pro early. And then I realized it was the dumbest mentality in the world. You have to take advantage of the amateur careers, like the, your amateur career, because your amateur career is where you have to learn the most. Because when you turn pro, there is no going back. You're getting paid for this. And you want, and in my opinion, my slogan has always been this when I first started my, my amateur career and my pro career, legendary glory and phenomenal fortune. So me, 
I'm going to try to do everything as 100% as much as possible so I can get that legendary glory for the fortune. Because I'm not doing this just to have small bits of fame. I'm doing this for the long haul. I'm doing this for that that reason alone. That's just been my 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 quest, my crusade, and just been the one thing that drove just been just been driving me ever since my career. Well, my career just started. Legendary glory for the fortune. I want to talk about your upcoming fight. I mean, it's a couple weeks away now. You've got a fight versus Cedric Johnson. What's your thoughts on the matchup? Uh, I mean. I know that he's dangerous. I know that he's chinny, and I know he's game. Uh, what I mean by chinny, tough. So I know that he's tough. But one thing that I want to go out there and have the mindset of having is being phenomenal, having spectacular consistency since I didn't get to show it last year because of the COVID. And I just want to, you know, go out there and just be phenomenal, even though I said that's like my bad. <laughs> Do you feel like you're um... – there's extra any added pressure because you are such a heavy favorite. I think most of us are expecting you to get the W. And I mean, if you look at stats, I think a, a lot of people have you winning it. Do you feel like that adds pressure or do you manage to drown all that out? Uh, I think I managed to drown all that out. Like I said before, I, I think, I think most of everybody knows that I don't really see everything. Like when I fight, I don't see it as a fight. I see it as, as a martial arts perspective. Like, I see it as me being a martial artist going out there and expressing my art. I express my art. I don't really feel no pressure doing it. And if I feel less pressure, I feel more calm. So quite honestly, I don't really feel no pressure at all. And I think that's just due to me doing the amateur career, my amateur career, and also just, you know, being around a good community that also tells me like, Hey, whatever happens, you're still going to be trusting lines and you still going to have that phenomenal thing about you. One of the things that uh, we're starting to see is if you're not competing in an LFA or a CFFC, it's really hard to get noticed by the bigger organizations. What At what point do you think you have to make that move? I mean, you've been with StrikeHard for, for the majority of your career. I think you've only fought twice as an amateur outside of StrikeHard. Do you believe that that move is coming sooner rather than later? Or do you think, you know what, I'm going to get a couple more fights here and then, and then make that move? Well, to be honest, right now we're just um... – trying to get we can i mean we might end up making that move down the road soon but right now we're just trying to get as much experience as possible um because we're just trying to get as just experience on um, to make the big move and whatnot so i'm not trying to like go and rush it if whatnot i'm i'm me people call me the patient fighter because i'm not going to rush a big move and then all of a sudden i'm in a bad spot i'm just trying to be as smart as possible, be methodical as a possible, um, be methodical as much as possible with me moving to another promotion or whatnot. Cause I have no problem fighting to an, uh, fighting in another promotion. It's just that right now, due to me being a pro, I'm just trying to make this smart move. So if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. When you, when you think about, uh, I guess, long-term, I think there are two divisions right now that seem to have more, fighters than any other one is 135 and the other is 170 um to a lot of people they feel like that's almost holding them back i mean when you you think of guys at like 125 five fights in you're already like the ufc or bellator do you feel like being a welterweight that is an issue or like it holds you back a little bit to of where you could possibly be and how quickly you could be there or do you do you embrace that challenge i embrace the challenge because it brings experience and it's like I said, 
the big thing that we're looking for right now before we get to like the the big promotions is just experience. I mean, I'm young. I'm 24 right now. And I'm trying to get as much as experience as much as possible. So if if we have to get more experience before we go to like the big promotions or the minor promotions, we'll do that because experience beats the overall. If, if, in my opinion, experience beats everything. So I embrace it. Uh, I embrace it and I take advantage of it because the more I take advantage of it, I, I believe that I'll be more successful down the road. I mean, looking at guys like, like popular names like Israel Adesanya, um, um, even boxers like Vasily Lomachenko, they took extra. I mean, Vasily Lomachenko took 300 fights, and I'm not saying I want 300 fights. Don't get me. I don't, I'm not saying that. Like, no, I, I'm saying that I want enough experience to know that I've seen everything. I've seen everything. I'm not surprised about nothing. So I am. I embrace the more the more the challenge, the better for the experience. It's weird to see, like not not a lot of fighters have that that mentality. I talk to a lot of guys, and they're like one and zero, two and zero. They're like, yeah, I'm ready. Like they're starting to like think of guys like Izzy. They're like, I can take Izzy. I'm like, all right, man, don't 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 get ahead, don't get ahead of yourself. So it, it is kind of nice to see, like you have that opposite mentality of I'm not rushing things. You know, I'm young. I still got some time, and uh, it, it's rare to see in this sport, and it's it's very very good to see. And I think it's just. For those guys, due to them like wanting that big paycheck, even when they lose, me, I want to win. Like that's just I'm not gonna be in a competition just to lose, just to earn a big paycheck. That's not gratifying enough for me. I mean, I, I want to win. So with that being said, I have to get more experience down the road. That's the only way to do it. If you just rush it nine times out of ten, you're going to lose. And especially go up against somebody saying that they can go up against Izzy, who has over 100 fights in his belt. Why would I do that? <laughs> I'm just going to build the experience as much as possible so I can be ready for anything and everything. I want to take a trip down memory lane. I ask a lot of guys this, and all of their stories seem to be different. Some people have wrestling backgrounds. Some people just they were going to fight anyway. How did you get involved in this crazy sport that we call mixed martial arts? Well, I was a really young, young. I was a baby. Well, like not baby, but I think I was like around like six to seven when I first saw an MMA fight. Um, and it was a long time ago, around 2002, I think. Um, I think it was um, UFC against Chuck Liddell versus Vitor, Bel Vitor Belfort. I think. Don't quote me on that. But it was just a long time ago. And plus, I'm one of those basic nerds that used to watch Bruce Lee, um, um, boxing, um, boxing, uh, boxing matches with Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali. Uh, just I'm I'm that basic nerd that just looks at kung fu movies and uh, kickboxing and boxing, um, you know, matches. And I just I just told myself, you know what? I want to do that. I want to do that because it's just. I don't know. It just it makes me like seeing them express themselves how they do. I just I just fell in love with it. But at the time, I didn't have enough money to do any type of martial art. So I had to wait around like 16 to 17 in order to get it. Well, 16, 15 to 17 in order to get a job in order for me to do, you know, MMA. And here I am now, like I started training around 17 and I started fighting at 18 and I've been in, in it ever since. 
it's it's a weird sport because obviously the younger you get into it, the better. But there are so many people who have kind of gotten into it later on or 17 or 18. And I started doing jujitsu at 23. Like uh, that's very late. Um, yeah. But you fall in love with it and you, you start to see the pros- progress day by day. And it's it's such a such a weird sport where really it doesn't matter what age you are or how good of a shape you're in. You could really anybody could do it. And that's what I love about this sport. I, I love everything about it because it's just once you look past look, look past as like it's not really a fight anymore. It's more of like emotional content. And uh, I got I kind of got that from um Enter the Dragon, but it's more of you expressing who you are as a martial artist than anything. I mean, uh, that's how I fall I feel in love with it so much is because there is no um different way. It's not no hard textbooks of how to fight like this is how I how you fight and this is how you should punch no 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 there's multiple ways to fight and that's what made me fall in love with mixed martial arts because you can just build your own style by just paying attention keeping things that's useful and throwing away the things that's useless and that's what made me the most made me more made me love it more because it just it is such it'll change your life how you see things too but yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah, for sure. That being said, I mean, I think every fighter kind of models himself after someone else, whether it's their character or their style. Is there one fighter that's either currently in the UFC, previously in the UFC, who you're like, that's someone that I, whether it's you aspire to be like them, whether you, you kind of stand their way, whatever it may be. Is there one fighter that stands out more than the rest? Well, I got a, a modern fighter and I got two old fighters that I, I model behind. Um, so, well, to, uh, well, two modern fighters, um, one retired and then the other is still like champion. Israel Adesanya, Anderson Silva. And the old fighters, um, Muhammad Ali and Bruce Lee, how they see things and how they stay so confident and how they express themselves through their fights. It's it gives me more of a blueprint of what I want to be when I get to that big time, when I get where I want to be. So um, it, it helps me understand that it's not just a fight. It's just, it's art. It's art and how you express yourself. And that's what I want to do. I'm going to ask you one last question. And I'll let you go. I can't believe it's been almost 20 minutes already. It feels like this conversation just flowed so naturally. Um, there's a big fight coming up next month. Or I think it's this month already. Yeah, Conor McGregor versus uh, Dustin Poirier. If you have a prediction for that fight, what is it? I'm gonna say this: Conor McGregor. Um, ah, uh, it's so it's gonna be so hard. Dustin Poirier has been competing more than um than Conor, and I don't know how the ring rope because cage rust is real, and um, I'd say that. If Connor doesn't finish him in the first or second, it's gonna be Dustin all day. Because I believe that due to Dustin being more active, fighting very tough guys. I mean, then he just got done, just get done fighting um a uh, guy from New Zealand. I can't remember Dan um Dan Dan yeah. and that was the best fight I've seen with Dustin and Dan. So I'm gonna say this: if Connor does not finish that fight, the first and second round. I think Gus is going to take it, in my opinion. Yeah, I love that. I love that prediction. I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I've been going so back and forth on it because we've seen it. 
but it was so long ago, right? Yeah. They were both so they're both different fighters, different weight class. So anything can happen. And like you said, activity is key in this sport. And we didn't see a whole lot of activity from from Connor. I mean, his last fight was what twenty seconds against Cowboy. Like it wasn't even. So it, it's an interesting fight, man, and, and I can't wait for it. Speaking of yeah. another fight, you've got yours just around the corner, man. For people who haven't seen you fight, what can they expect? Like I said before, legendary glory, phenomenal fortune. But the one thing that I want to show, since I didn't get to show at the last fight, spectacular consistency. I want to be consistent on everything that I do, and I want to make sure that I be on point. So spectacular consistency is what you expect to see against a very tough, very gritty, and very gamey type guy. I love it, man. Uh, is there any sponsors you want to thank before we uh, before we end this? Uh, quite honestly, I want to thank um, CageFit. I want to thank my CageFit family for getting me ready always. And I also want to thank everybody around, everybody, my family, my friends, for just being there to support me every step of the way. All right, man. Thank you very much for the time. Best of luck. I'm looking forward to this fight. And uh, we'll keep in touch and we'll do this again sometime, man. All the best. Stay safe. You too. Be safe, my brother. There we go. Trust in Vines, episode 127. It's been crazy that there's been that many episodes. Anyway, if you haven't yet, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and be sure to tune in to Strike Hard Promotions. He's fighting, I think, on the 23rd, so uh, stay tuned. All right, until then, I'll see you guys next time.